welcome to ShePack Unleashed. I'm one of your hosts, Tanya. I'm Nicole. Welcome to your weekly dose of candid discussion in the pursuit of finding your tribe in this journey of womanhood, motherhood, and sisterhood. I'm Ashley. Join us as we leave no stone unturned. In each episode, we have heart-to-heart conversations that aim to challenge and empower one another. I'm Jenny. No more waiting. SheePack Unleashed begins now. In this episode, in or out, sleepovers, and your child's well-being. We are a house divided. We are a house divided. In in levels, yeah. So let's start with you, Tanya. How do you feel about sleepovers? Okay, so I have one child, nine-year-old son, right? So let's set the stage there because I, I personally feel like I may look at this differently if I had a girl versus if I had a boy, but I can't say for certain. I only have a boy. Um, So he's nine. He just did his first sleepover ever uh, a month ago-ish, right? And it was with one other friend. And it went well overall, but there were some lessons learned, right? Like there were things that we did not, some ground rules we didn't talk about ahead of time. So for example, right, like I was waiting for them to settle down and go to sleep and I allowed them to close the bedroom door which maybe I won't do in the future. Hmm. Um, I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Um, So they had separate beds. My son was in his bed. The friend was in a blow-up mattress. Um, And then I heard lots of giggling. They were having a good time. They were laughing, right? And then I heard, you know, like, what if a girl did this? And I was like, already at nine? And so I opened the door, right? Like I did a knock and I opened the door. And my son was out of bed doing something silly, right? And the friend had his cell phone out and was recording my son. Mm. And that I took significant issue with, right? So there was no ground rules ahead of time about cell phones. There was no discussion about cell phones because Ryan doesn't have a phone. Right. Right. He doesn't even have like one of the smartwatches, which is in the works. That's going to be a Christmas present for him. Um, But it never even occurred to me right yeah and so I was like the cell phone is here exclusively for you to call your parent if you feel the need to call your parent which is totally valid and I want any kid to have that option to feel safe and comfortable right like I totally support that however it stays off otherwise right like nothing he immediately put it away they were very good about it and they kind of went into bed and I was like, guys can have a little bit longer and then we'll figure this out. So I let him go on for maybe another like 20, 30 minutes. And then I'm like standing in the hall and I'm kind of listening, you know, to the door again and they're giggling and talking. And then I hear truth or dare. Oh no. (laughs) And I said, oh no. I was like, okay, what's going to happen? And I hear my son say truth or dare. I was like, oh, God, okay. Because I remember truth or dare games that I played. And uh, the friend says, uh, put your finger here. And I said, oh, no. And my son's response is, are you serious? My God. And then the friend says, it's okay, I won't tell. <gasps> and I immediately opened that door. I was like, absolutely. Of course, I think the worst, right? Yeah. Like, 
my brain goes to the worst possible option of where that finger could be going, right? And they're both in their own beds, fully clothed, all the things, right? Like, okay. Um, And I was like, we don't need to be playing that game. It's time for lights out. It's time to go to bed. And like, I was like, no more, right? And so I think I gave it another like 15 minutes and they were asleep, like opened the door, looked at them. They were out. I was like, okay, I can finally go to sleep now. So the next morning, right, the parents come over to collect the friend and they had a really good morning, right? Like all the things. It was overall a very good experience, but I made mention to him. I was like, yeah, we did have one incident with the cell phone, right? Like he was recording my son and it's totally our fault. We didn't talk about it. And then the the parent was like, oh yeah, he's not even allowed to have his cell phone in his own room at our house. It stays downstairs plugged in, right? So it, it was just something that like he had it, right? Because he knew he was allowed to have it because he was spending the night if he needed to call the parent. But like it should have stayed downstairs or that I think that will be the future rule for our family. It should mm-hmm. stay downstairs. Um, but somewhere where it's accessible to them. Because again, I understand that being a safety lifeline kind of thing for them, right? Like if they need to contact their parent, they should be able to contact their parent. And then I was like, I, I didn't even mention the other issue, honestly, if I think about it. I did not mention the truth or dare game. However, like 30 minutes later, it was just my husband, my son, and I at home. And I was like, bud, I really want to say you guys did awesome together. I think you did really good. You guys never got into any fights. Like, it seems like you had a great time together. I'm so glad that that was your first sleepover experience. We do need to talk through a couple of things, right? Like, the cell phone. You should never be allowing people to record you on a cell phone, especially like late at night in a bedroom, right? Like now he has video of you and you have no control over what he does with that. And so it was a teachable moment, right? That like Did if, he understand that at his age? Like I how much has there been about like cell phone safety, internet safety? Like I there's know there's been a little those. bit of that. We've covered a little bit, but not in great detail. And I would love to hear Jenny's opinion on this too, because I know like we've talked a little bit about other things related to that. But it's not been a ton for us in our in our family, a little bit. Um, and so I was like, you know, the cell phone thing, that'll just be a rule. But I was trying to explain to him, right, like now this friend has pictures or videos of you that you don't have control of, right? And it sounds like you guys were just being silly, which is fine. But as you get older, that might change, right? And I tried to leave it at that, like not over, over explain it. And so then I was like, we also need to talk about the truth or dare game. Hmm. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, I heard the dare that you received to put your finger somewhere. And I would really appreciate if you could let me know where that was. Where was he daring you to put your finger? He's like, I don't, I don't really remember that. And I was like, baby, Mm. I know you remember it. I heard you say, are you serious? And he said, I won't tell. So I know that it was something that you weren't comfortable with. And I really would like to know, right? And it, like, I'm so proud of myself, by the way, of how this conversation went, because I feel like it was very calm. It was very like non-judgmental, And he did open up about it. And he was like, well, he was daring me to put my finger in my nose. And I was like, oh, thank God, right? Like in yeah. my head, I'm like, thank God. Right. 
And I was like, okay. But obviously from the way you reacted, that made you very uncomfortable. And I want you to know, right? Like you can say no to those things, especially if it's your friends. I know it's really hard if it's your friends. It's easier to say no to people you don't like. It's harder to say no to people that you do like and that you care about what they think of you. So that was like the whole like core of the conversation that I had with him that like the more opportunities you have to do sleepovers like this, the harder it's going to get. And there are going to be decisions you have to make and there are going to be things that come up that you're going to have to decide what you want to do and how you handle it. But like I tried to not go too far down the road. All that to say, like overall, it was a good experience. We learned some ground rules. But now I'm like, he's asking to do more sleepovers. So you did a sleepover at your house. It was at our house. How do you feel about Ryan going somewhere else for a sleepover? So that's a good question. He tried to do a sleepover at the same friend's house, like, I don't know, two weeks prior, three weeks prior. And it was a night where there was a ton of lightning thunderstorms. And he still gets a little bit unnerved with like big, big storms. And I think he was nervous about being there at the house. It was only the dad and the son. The mom and sister were away traveling. So it was only the three of them in the house. They set up pallets in like the the great room, the playroom. So the boys were sleeping there in the open room together. Um, And eventually, so I was out. He called my husband to come and get him that night, like when they were trying to fall asleep, because he just said that he was scared about the storms and couldn't get comfortable. So I don't know how much of it was about the storms and how much of it was like the idea of sleeping away from us because he's still very much a homebody. Yeah. Very much. Um, But so like having this friend come over was like trying to like finish out that like sleepover Mm. attempt, you know. But now he wants to have a sleepover with another friend and maybe the same friend. So it would be like three of them. And they're BFFs. We've known them for seven plus years nine years right like almost their entire lives so I'm like uh, I'm I'm open to it but he's lobbying for it during track out Mm. so interesting because you have one boy and he's an only child so I feel Mm -hmm. like you might feel more pressure on the sleepover side I'm starting to because he is starting to want more of that like social connection yeah to friends um versus jenny you have our token girl i do yeah but you also have a eight-year-old nine-year-old he's eight yeah okay eight-year-old boy also yes so are there going to be different rules or the same rules across there will be the same rules i think that there's just an element of vulnerability where you sleep regardless of Mm. who's in the building and you know, I think it's probably related to age and maturity, but I think some of my concerns relate to, you know, innocent sexual play or mm-hmm. or malicious sexual abuse. And, you know, a lot can happen, I know from personal experience, in at a sleepover. And Only bad things ever happen. Even if, even if you know the family, even if you know the person. And so we have made a few exceptions. Um, but it comes down really to risk and reward for us. We, <clears throat> my son has slept at my brother's house before. Family. And we've tried one time for the, the youngest nephew to sleep at our house. 
Um, and I wouldn't say anything bad happened, but it wasn't necessarily a pleasant experience to like, they stayed up giggling, I think all night and playing TV and watching video mm-hmm. games. And then the next day he slept all day and missed Friendsgiving and he was really upset. Mm-hmm. And actually this past weekend I asked him, he had the opportunity to sleep over again. He loves his cousin. He enjoys time with my brother. He actually said, no, thank you. He was like, I'd love to spend extra time with him, but I don't want to sleep there. Okay. So that's I, good. He's drawing his boundaries early on. Yeah. And I, I was kind of feeling iffy about it. I think as a parent, it's nice to have a break, but mm, yeah. for a risk reward in that scenario, like he really loves his sleep and he prefers to sleep at home. Um, and However, we have sent him away to sleepaway camp, which mm. is, I think, in many ways, very similar and in some ways not. I um, would say that could have the potential of like even more yeah. possibilities. I think it depends on the camp. But yeah. like, but I, that's but interesting. It's in I remember same, sleepaway camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's in that same category of risk and reward. Like, what okay. is he getting out of it? Mm-hmm. Like, what programming, what pieces of independence, what other things like? So, but have you broached like the friend sleepover part yet? No, it hasn't even been like a question or no. ask. Mm-mm. That's good. No, and I and I don't think for a social like, hey, this could be fun. I don't think that's a thing that we'll do. I, it could happen like if we were at a party and we decided to stay over and we were also there, maybe mm-hmm. or yeah. You know, there are certain friends where if I was in a pinch and I need to go somewhere that I I feel like I would make that exception for because there's a real reason. But for the for the sake of social, social mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth it. And it for my kids, it makes them they don't sleep well and they're really grumpy. Yeah. So how if that broaches up, are you going to explain the like idea that he can go to sleep away camp, but he can't do a sleepover? Yeah, we've friends. talked about it. Cruz and I have talked about it. Um, and he, it was basically around like his comfort level. Okay. I haven't, we haven't explicitly been like, we don't want you to do this. It's been like, do you want to go to camp? Do you, he actually started going to day camp first and I was driving him to and from Wake Forest every morning. And by the end of the week he asked, can I just sleep over? Oh yeah. Um, Interesting. So it kind of evolved that way, but yeah. I think it's such an interesting point that you bring up too, in terms of like, the idea that it can be a break for the parents yeah right like that's a significant temptation mm-hmm. right to be like to to allow it possibly before you're feeling ready for them to but like oh my gosh to have a night off and it when you said it it made me realize that I've never felt that kind of incentive because my parents live locally they have provided child care for him since the day he was born Right. And so we have that option. He still he when he started going to grade school, they started missing out on all like the weekday care and they were really missing that quality time with him. And I really wanted to encourage the quality time so that he does like regular sleepovers on the weekends for one night with the grandparents. Yeah. So So we get get that frequent breaks. And so it's so interesting. I had it hadn't occurred to me as like that might be a reason that parents might agree to a sleepover a little sooner than they would anticipate just at the temptation of like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, a night alone, which is totally valid. Um, but it's interesting. Like I just hadn't thought about it that way, but I can see it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we're privileged because my sister and I both have kids, young kids, and we switch Mm -hmm. off taking turns, like taking each other's kids for sleepover because 
those are the we do family sleepovers but we don't do other sleepovers mm-hmm. and it's funny enough we're starting to get pressure from our youngest mm. he's been invited sort of to two sleepovers now oh, he's like, such a social five. butterfly yeah at five that it's i was too young right oh I was sorry like, that's my opinion not interested yeah. and you know one of them was his bestest friend was having a birthday party and mind you their five-year-old is one of the younger of the family and they were doing a like camp out in the backyard for his birthday mm. and invited Cole to come. And I was like, Ooh, we're going to be out of town that weekend. Cause I'm not, I don't feel comfortable enough to be like, we don't do sleepovers. Yeah. I don't want to like broach that subject. And then we did broach a subject with somebody else who mentioned like doing a sleepover with the kids or like that a sleepovers was important to them, like a family friend of ours. And we said, like, we have a no sleepover policy. And they were like, wait, what? Why? Like, and wanted to hear more about it Mm. and understand what our reasoning was behind it. And it's not that, it's not that, like, I don't trust people, but you just never know Mm -hmm. what goes on behind closed doors. And even for playdates, I have to, like, Mm -hmm. I ask, is there a firearm? So do I. Is it secure? Are there pets in the home? Are they trained? Like, there's so many things about going to somebody else's home, space, house that is inherently dangerous Mm -hmm. that at this age I'm not ready to take that risk versus reward, right? Like, for me, it's not worth it. And because they have their brothers and they're this, like, only three years apart and they're pretty close and, like, they do sleepovers themselves in the playroom. Like, they have a sleepover Mm -hmm. together. And so... I kind of pushes a little bit away. Not that my oldest has asked for a sleepover, but my youngest is a social maniac and wants to be friends with everybody. But I don't think he'd actually make it through a sleepover. Yeah. Luna hasn't asked yet, but I have heard of other parents doing like the initial part of it, like getting in pajamas, like doing the movie and the Mm -hmm. popcorn, but and having like a late pickup. So it's not truly a a sleepover, Mm -hmm. but they still get part of that experience. And I think that's probably how we would approach it yes. if she really wanted to go somewhere. I mean, I practically encouraged Ryan to call us that first time. And I was like, you can come home anytime. Like, it is yeah. no problem, right? And so, like, I, I think I was in that same idea of, like, do the fun, like, lead up. Do the hangout. Like, you know, be silly. Get in your PJs. Watch a movie. But, like, there's no need for you to sleep in the same room as a friend. No. Right? Like, and if there's like a morning event also, I'm happy to bring you back over. If they're uh-huh. doing like a breakfast pancake thing, like Yeah. You can and do they that called too. actually they they had sent a message that morning that first I will say failed attempt, but the first attempt, right, where he did end up coming home, they sent a message in the morning. They're like, We're up, we're making pancakes. Would he like to come back over and like have pancakes and breakfast and like hang out with us for the morning? Which I thought was so sweet and kind. Yeah. He opted not to because he's just not the joiner, which is a whole other conversation. But like, it was very sweet that they like wanted him to have that part of the experience too, because I do feel like that is part of it. Yeah. Um, but I will say also like it was a long time coming with this family in particular because like the boys have done campouts in the backyard with the dads mm. many, many times. That is what I've They've done YMCA. To. They've done like the Y guides we've together done the y guides and too, done the, the weekend dad, there's trips. There's a parent there. The parents are always there, yeah. but they've done the sleepover part. So like it felt like the most natural progression possible for us to like branch into the sleepover realm 
And so the next friend that he wants to have come over for the sleepover during this track out, we have not had quite that love. No, I take that back. They were in Y Guides together. But it's very interesting that Ryan is ready to have people to his house. But doesn't necessarily want to sleep other places. But doesn't necessarily want to sleep other us. Like yeah. that control. He might. He, really? I mean, he might be okay with going over to, to these specific friends' houses. Now, we tried to do swim team recently, right? And he ran into a friend uh, from school, I think, there. And he was immediately like, oh my gosh, are you coming to my birthday party? That's like five months away. He's like, it's going to be a sleepover. Like, I don't know the kid. I don't know the parents. I don't know any of the other kids are going to be there. And I told Ryan, I was like, baby, I, I, I cannot honestly tell you that you would be allowed to go to that sleepover. Maybe you can go to the early part. You can go hang out. You can do the party. You can do the PJs. You can do the movie and we'll come pick you up. Yep. But I had zero intention of letting him do that sleepover in particular because we know nothing about that family. We know nothing about the friends that were going to be there. And like the more you add, I feel like it's just asking for trouble of just personality conflicts. Yeah. And then people testing limits. And yep. then it's gang mentality, right? Like yep. once one starts, it just snowballs. And that's my personal opinion, but man. And that's my biggest worry with Evan is that he is a joiner inner <laughs> and gets very... Uh, like brought into things not that he doesn't do them himself right like we've all been on vacation together and our children have caused all kinds of mischief together um my son has tried to stop your children from getting into the mischief oh I know I will like, say we, like the and the thing is like I would totally be comfortable with our kids staying at any of y'all's houses but it's for Same. me it's the how do I explain I agree the you can go to this place but and not, not this one. place. Well, so part of that for me, right? And may, you guys may agree with this or you may feel differently, but part of it is the intimate level that I know you all and the intimate level in which I know how you parent mm -hmm. so that if something were to go awry, I know pretty much how you would handle but it how too. how do you explain that to an eight-year-old? You can't. And I think that's right? where it's easier for me to just be like, this is a thing we're not going Same. to do because... I've it, older okay. siblings, for example, play yeah. into mm -hmm. my comfort level, even if I know the family and I know, you know, the, right. it the helps individuals and what dogs they have or what guns they have or don't have. Like, you never know. Or that sibling has a friend over or a neighbor. And I know far too many stories of things going south. For that was going to be, gonna be one of my questions for you guys, both, both Jenny and Nicole. Like, what are your parameters of who's allowed in the house if they were to sleep over? Even if it's family, if they're sleeping over with family, do you have an explicit agreement with your family that no other people are allowed there? Like, mm -hmm. how do you handle that? Yeah, no, we do. And even when I, I had invited, um, we have three cousins on my husband's side of the family, and I had proposed, like, this idea of cousin camp and, and to try to help out because I was on sabbatical. And I even went so far as had like a sleeping plan and Luna was going to be in my room. My other girl um, cousin was going to be downstairs with the grandmother and then each boy was going to have their own bedroom mm -hmm. because even with family, I felt like it was really important for everyone to know versus like And they were going to be there for a week was your intention. A couple days, yeah. Right? So, so like – a one night like marathon, you know, the, of them staying up is one thing versus like night after night after right. night is smart to have a plan for like actual sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I Nicole? think, I mean, my sister's family is the only one who we swap with. 
like I'll watch her kids and she'll watch my kids and like <laughs> like they don't really have many other people they would have mm. over like I don't think we've ever had the actual discussion because there's nobody they would have over mm-hmm. right so it's never been a conversation because and their not. kids are even younger than yours yeah their kids are like one and two yeah so they're real little so mm-hmm. like they're not they're in the thick of it they're not even like inviting anybody over um but like she's watched my kids since they were babies so like she understands how they react and and mm-hmm. do that and especially with like my oldest he he gets overstimulated easily and so new places new things like really make him mm-hmm. excitable and sometimes that needs to be like calm down <laughs> a little bit <laughs> uh but yeah, like I think for me, I don't think I have the ability to, I can easily say like family versus no family, mm-hmm. right? But for him, who's very black and white, he's very logical. It's very like cut and dry. There is no gray in mm-hmm. his world. I can't say like you could spend the night at this friend's house, but not this friend, right? Yeah. Versus when we've done trips as friends together, the parents are all there and then yep. the kids can be there, but then we all go to our own sleeping spaces. So that's where I've kind of drawn the line because they're he's not a great kid I can't explain yeah this to him it'll be a black or white option that's interesting I guess I guess we're fortunate in that it seems like he has picked up on some of those nuances already in terms of like we don't have any cousins like blood cousins in our family for him to spend time with at least here he has older cousins with my husband's side of the family, right? But the closest one, I think she's like 17 now, Mm. right? He's nine. So it's a big gap. Yeah. Um, But here, right? Like he has literally grown up with your children. Yeah. And he has grown up with our neighborhood crew of friends and their kids. And so for us, like it's never an option to say like family only, right? Mm -hmm. Because literally he only will spend the night with my parents um and like you know maybe if there was an emergency or something he could stay with my sister and her husband but it's just never been a thing right for us to do that but he sees your kids and you guys or our friends in the neighborhood as like their chosen family and so I guess like I'm thankful that he can kind of see those like shades of gray a little bit but then when it comes to like a school friend that you've known for a year. Like I've told him flat out, I was like, I'm sorry. Like we just don't know them well enough to allow it. And he's been accepting of it probably also because he's just a big homebody. Yeah. I think Evan would get you guys because he'd Mm -hmm. feel like that was family. Cause again, he's grown up with them. Um, From the womb. from (laughs) From the womb. But like, I still remember my very first sleepover. And maybe this is like, we can talk about our first sleepovers and then maybe wrap it up. But like my first sleepover, I think it was like my 10th or my 12th birthday. And there was like 13 girls there. Holy crap. <laughs> For very first one. And we didn't go to sleep until like 1 a.m. My mother literally sat in the big playroom with us, like sleeping bags, girls everywhere on the floor. And like, it sounded horrific. I feel so sorry for my mother that she had to deal with that. And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I would never. that's another reason we can't do sleepovers. I go to bed relatively early. Like, you won't when yeah. all those kids are in here. Right, but like, I don't, I'm also grumpy the next morning. 
if I don't get enough sleep. Same. <laughs> and I just don't think it brings out the best in anyone. Like, it just, I, it gets late. I remember prank calling, phone calling. I remember sneaking out of the house and ding dong ditching. Oh, gosh. I remember truth or dare. I remember spin the bottle. I remember some other really horrible things. Like, there was, mm-hmm. no, I can't remember a single sleepover as a child. So, under 18 that was just blissful and lovely and we woke up in pancakes and it was a wonderful time I mean I had those I didn't right I did we did have sleepovers like that where it was fine but also as a parent who I don't want kids at my house that are not my kids because I don't want that responsibility like what if they decide to sneak out and I'm asleep and I'm a hard sleeper I know nothing but the dead we like I'm dead oh I think we we set our house alarm so that we could know if they left the house and it was it was a conversation that we had like extensive conversation like do we turn the alarm on do we not turn the alarm on and I was like the friend has his phone if he needs to get home to his parents he has the phone to call his parents we're gonna turn the house alarm on because I want to know if they open a door yeah but I'm thinking about as they get older they're gonna know how to turn that thing off or climb out a window like I did well, our windows uh, have sensors. No, my son, his bedroom is three stories off the floor, off the ground. There's a <laughs> will, not, there's a way. He's Seriously. not climbing out that window. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like they're going to No, get I've o- thought of all of them because I did that as a kid yeah, too. Yeah, they're going to get older. They're going to know how to turn the alarm off. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to hear it. I'm going to be dead asleep. Like, I don't That is hard, right? Like the older they get, like immediately you're, you're launched into a different stratosphere of concerns, right? Yeah. And so like... I, there was a there was this debate in my brain of like, do you let them start at a slightly younger age? I, five in my brain is real young, but like at nine, they're still malleable. They still want to please you, right? Like they don't want to get in trouble. I'm sorry, my generally kids love to get in trouble. Okay, <laughs> my little rule follower son, God bless, right? Like, and they did great. I will say, like, I feel like generally speaking, it was one of those like as best as we can hope for considering that we didn't think about ground rules yeah I mean, <laughs> like I left to their own devices that's the worst they did yeah but I, I think the flip side of that is like we don't have them for that long and then mm-hmm. one day we're gonna probably drop them off at college or whatever path they decide there will be a day when they're sleeping in a space with others and if we don't have opportunity mm-hmm. to like teach them that could be incredibly difficult for them. So I do think yes. there's probably a ramp up or something to consider as they get older. And it- Yeah, in my brain it's been when you're old enough to be able to like defend or uh, maybe not defend is the right word, but like um, what's to the stand word up for oneself. Stand up for yourself. Like be, say no, call me if there's a situation, mm-hmm. right? Like we do the whole like we're going to say 16 is a practice adult in our house from like 16 to 18. You get to be a practice adult where you have more responsibility. You have more freedoms. You get to choose those things in a pretty safe environment where if you totally F it up, like you're not going to be ruining your whole entire life, hopefully. Yeah. But like give that option of practicing. But until. So will they have sleepovers when they're 16? I will. We have talked about allowing more at 16, including sleepovers right at that co-ed sleepovers i mean here's the thing is that it's gonna happen i mean it may not even need to be co-ed i mean right you're assuming your kids are straight no i don't know like my point is it's gonna happen and i my parents 
used to tell me like if you just told me the truth about it I would never say like I would I would agree to it right when I used to try to like sneak around so one time I went up to him I was like hey everyone's going to the sleepover it's co-ed I want to go I'm telling you the truth about it da da and she literally had no choice but to let me go. Oh, my gosh. Right? Because, my parents would never. Because she told me. She literally said to me, if you were honest about it, I would have let you go the last time, whatever, I got caught. So, like, went up, did it. I was like, I am. And she knew it was a test. Like, here I am giving you the test, saying the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And she called the parents. She got the ground rules. She agreed to it. And, like, it was fine. There was nothing bad about it. Um, it worked out fine. But it's sort of that whole point of like, I want my kids to be able to tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. I want to know where you are versus like this, you're at Susie's house and Susie's mom calls us and like, it's a fake Uh call. Like we did like, not that the kids are going to get away with that now that GPS and I'm going to like literally inject with GPS (laughs) tracking into their bodies. But like, not that they can get away. We're just going to microchip our children. I mean, I would 100% microchip my kid if it was an option. That is not legal. I'm just saying, <laughs> one day when we're in technology land where everyone is microchipped, I am going to be pretty glad I can microchip my kid. Um, Noted. <laughs> I am, sign me up first. Um, but, like, I want to know where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, your boys. I don't know. I feel like you don't have really good cognitive function until you're at least 25 as a boy. I mean, every kid's going to be so different. I mean, I guess for me it comes down to, like, when they're 20 – are they going to regret the fact that they missed these sleepovers? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think that that's going to impact their life, that their FOMO. But if, God forbid, something horrible did happen, mm-hmm. they would regret that forever, and so would I. And I just don't think it's worth it. It's tough. There's no right answer. Mm-mm. Definitely. So that wraps up this episode of Sheepack Unleashed. We hope you enjoyed diving into the stories, insights, and laughters with us. We would love to hear from you on social media. So join this post and tell us whether you are team sleepover or not. Mm. Hashtag no sleepovers. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of our pack. Until next time, keep unleashing your potential and embracing every twist and turn that life brings. This is Jenny, Nicole, and Tanya. And stay wild and fierce.